Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Joining me now, he's going to be hanging out with me until, well, through the 4 and 5 o'clock hours. You hear him from noon to 3 each and every day. Of course, it's our good friend Hans Olsen. Hi, Hansy. It's another show. You're me back. and you. It just seems like we're in the trench all the time together. Well, it's college football season, man, and you are the anchor of our college football coverage, and you do an absolutely terrific job. So I was excited when you said you could uh, come sit in a little bit today. More than happy to do it. Excited to get into the conversation of some of these games. We really are going to have some fun today. Well, let's uh, jump out to the Sprint special guest line. want to remind you, you can lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, he is the voice of the USC Trojans. He is Pete Arbogast with us on the big show. Hi, Pete. How are you today? I'm great, gentlemen, and I use that word advisedly. <laughs> we, we appreciate that. <laughs> we do. Yeah. Uh, thanks for jumping on with us. Uh, big game coming up uh, tomorrow night, obviously. In fact, the fate of the uh, division could be on the line. Uh, if you had to bet on it, is that loss last week to, to BYU really going to, to motivate the Trojans to unite, or is it going to have the opposite effect? Well, it's probably better if you're going to lose to somebody, lose to a non-con opponent right before you're playing a big game. I think that's, that's the way to go. I mean, if you use that kind of thing for motivation, but it really comes down to having bigger and better football players than the other guy over the course of 60 or more minutes. Uh, and I'm not sure SC has that tomorrow. Pete, was the center in that game against BYU known as kind of a liability, a potential issue? Um, I know that there were some split issues, but that's really what controlled the game was the interior, that nose tackle for BYU and, and the battle between him and, and the center. It seems like it was one on de- on BYU's defensive side of things. Yeah, he just dominated, especially in the first half. I mean, couldn't be blocked. They were only sending three, and uh, we still couldn't stop the guy. Uh, and the early going, that mattered. Uh, but later on, it was it was uh, ill-advised freshman quarterback decisions, throwing into double coverage, triple coverage a couple of times. Uh, one of the three turnovers, one of the three interceptions was a flat-out layout by the linebacker for Utah, but the other two were, were probably quarterback issues. Uh, and you're going to get that with a freshman from time to time. And, you know, this first game on the road for a lot of these guys, there's a lot of stuff going on last week. I don't think BYU is all that bad. After this Washington game, and who knows what might happen in this one for them, they might not lose again the rest of the season. But I think I think BYU is a better team than many people think. Talk about there what you expect to see from them defensively. I think uh, from Utah's standpoint, we expect them to establish the run or at least try to establish the, the run and run a lot. You expect the Trojans to, to sell out and, and pack that box and make Tyler Huntley beat him? Well, you I, pick your poison. I mean, Huntley just killed us last year. He had a career-high 340-something yards and four touchdowns. It was just awful. And, and our, our bugaboo over many years now is trying to stop a mobile quarterback, and that is certainly what Huntley is. Uh, if, if, you, if you try to – and we're – right now, I don't mind saying it, we're not a very good – I don't want to use the word terrible, but we're not a very good tackling team. Uh, we seem to get in and apply all kinds of pressure, but can't finish them off. And that doesn't bode well for playing against a guy like Huntley or Zach Moss. Either way, uh, I'm just hoping they can tackle better. If they can do that, they can make it a better football game. If you don't tackle tomorrow, it's going to be a long, long night. 
You know, Pete, it feels like this is a real do-or-die game for Clay Helton and, and this USC team, and I'm wondering, is there going to be some wholesale change in personnel? Because defensively, you were talking about the tackling issue. I saw some effort and hustle issue there at certain parts in the fourth quarter with a safety in a corner. Is there, Will there be some wholesale changes? Are we going to see some personnel changes? I don't think so. I don't think there's anybody you can go to. There's not much in the way of experience depth. There's a lot of young guys that have a lot of accomplishments in high school, but not a lot of guys with collegiate depth. So I think they're, they're going to go with what they go with. And to speak to your Clay Helton point, I'm not so sure anything's going to happen right away. There's no athletic director to make that decision. And I don't expect to have an athletic director named probably – I mean, this is just me talking. I don't know anything. Uh, I'm just the lowly radio announcer. You know how that works. Uh, I I kind of think they're not going to name an AD until maybe late in October. And if that's the case, they probably let Clay and his staff run out the season if things are not going well uh, and, uh, and then make the change afterwards. That's kind of the way it looks to me. Uh, you know, Clay is such a great guy, and I... I Everybody loves the guy. They just don't love the way he coaches some of the fans. And the record of 5-7 and seven last year, which was exacerbated by some key injuries down the stretch in close, close games where they lost to Cal or some say UCLA games. They, they probably would have won if these guys were playing, but that's college football. But I, I don't think they want to embarrass him. They, I think they'll let him if, – if things don't go well and they're a 7-5, 6-6 six six team, I think they let the season play out and make the change at the end of the season. Give us a little bit of the story behind uh, Lynn Swan resigning. I know there's a new president there. Is that simply she wanted to go a different direction? Is it that uh, you know Lori Laughlin scandal? Is it the the football performance? Is the what, what's the story behind Lynn and his resignation? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, stay out of that. I'm gonna say no comment on that. All right. And you said that you feel like it may be an extended period of time until they replace him. Then. That's just a that's just a feeling. I think they're 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 doing their due diligence this time around, and uh, I'm I'm guessing. And from what everybody tells me inside the athletic department, now keep in mind, here I am on a on a game day Thursday, sitting on the beach at, in, in Southern California. So I'm not I don't work at Heritage Hall. I don't work on campus. Um, so I don't know anything. But what I hear, the chatter I hear, is that uh, if if they're going to do it right this time, and, and uh, probably that means it's going to take a little longer than you might think. You know, I was interested to hear that Reggie Bush is going to be making his first appearance back on campus yeah. in quite some time, and Matt Leinart as well. Just talk about those guys being back in that stadium. Is that going to ignite the fans? Could that ignite the, the student body? Could it ignite yeah, the players? I don't know. matty has been around. He's not a stranger. Uh, they're doing the pregame show from the field, you know, a couple of hours from four to five before the game ever starts. Uh, Reggie is not allowed on campus or at USC events uh, at the welcome and behest of the university through the NCAA's restrictions. Uh, that doesn't mean that he can't do his job, and he will. I don't know how much contact he's going to have with anybody involved in USC's athletic department or with the team. Probably not very much, except for me, because I have this poster that's signed by seven, six other, let's see, five, one, one, five other Heisman Trophy winners, and I'm going to go down on the field and have Reggie and Matt sign the darn thing, because I haven't been able to get a hold of them, nice. and now I've got them 
I've got them trapped in the same place. So I'll have I'll have this great poster of USC memorabilia signed by all the Heisman Trophy winners. That'll be pretty cool. I'm not going to sell that. That's that's the thing I'm keeping. Yeah, nice. I mean, that's certainly one of a kind. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think I think there's a bunch of them with the original four guys that were sold at auctions, and I ended up having I got one. And then I had Carson sign it, and now I'm going to get these guys too. So I may, that may be the only one of its kind. Yeah, that's sweet. Pete Arbogast with us, voice of the Trojans on 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I want to ask you about the, the receivers and specifically the those top three guys because I feel, I said this the other day, that that any of those three could be the wide receiver number one on pretty much any other uh, college football team in the country. And, and you've been doing this for a long time and seen a lot of great receivers. Have you ever seen a better grouping of three? No, I I hesitate a little bit because Amon Ra is so young. Amon Ra St. Brown is so young, uh, but he, he's almost in my mind the best of the bunch. Uh, Pittman makes great plays. Vaughn makes great plays. I, I I Pittman has to leave. I think Vaughn might after this season, even though he could stay. Uh, and if he does, SC would have 18 returning starters next year, which is a lot. Um, and Amon Ra is really, really good. That kid they lost to the transfer portal, Devin Williams, was, was great in practice. He just didn't see any window there. And they've got kids waiting their turn, you know, five-star recruit guys waiting their turn in the wings. So uh, I guess he saw that the, the writing was on the wall for him, so he's going to go somewhere else. It's a really good group, um, and, and they know how to get the ball and get open. Amon Ra is a little banged up. I'm not sure how much he's, how effective he's going to be tomorrow. He only caught one pass against BYU. I don't know whether that's because they didn't target him much or they had him wrapped up the whole time. But they're all really good, and the guys behind him are really good, too. Curious if you have any updates on Malapai. He was injured a little bit in that BYU game, but then came back and finished it out. Has he been okay through the week of practice? And yeah, what? he was fine. He's fine on Tuesday. With it. you know, it's the only day they go full pad. He was. I mean, Monday rather. Monday was Tuesday this week because Friday is game day. So he was fine on Monday and Tuesday of this week. Uh, I, in the airport, he was holding his knee and had some ice on it. But, you know, I, he's a football player. He'll be back in there. And the other guys behind him, Carr, looked great. And then Marquis Stepp, who looked wonderful when he was in there, but they took him out. Like We couldn't figure out why. Maybe he fumbled once, but he got the fumble back, but they were getting jittery about that maybe. But uh, they're all they're all really good, too. The offense is not the problem. The defense is the issue. Uh, they're they're susceptible to uh, being gashed on the edges and, and not tackling very well. And if they can change that, be pretty good pretty good football team. Pete, that seems just crazy to to think about because USC gets so much talent on that defensive side of the ball, and you can just think of of so many great defensive players that have come through USC over the years. Is that talent level on defense still what it's been in the past, and maybe it it's, needs to be coached better or? Maybe a little young. They've got okay. they've got three really young defensive backs. Really four if you count Talano Hufanga, who's who's a returning starter, but he's just a, a true sophomore. Uh, it's a pretty young group, uh, and the and the linebackers. Two of the three linebackers are fairly fairly on the young side. One is a senior. Uh, you know, he changed Quacky Pendergast, the defensive coordinator. He changed the system to simplify it a little bit this year. Um, the results haven't all been there. You know, every once in a while, you know, same on the offense. They'll run that air raid, fast speed, and it looks great. Like like nobody's ever going to stop them. And then the next time down, or the next couple of times they get the ball, it slows down and it gives the defense a chance to catch their breath, and, and it doesn't work as well. The defense is the same way. Every once in a while they look great. I think they can beat anybody. 
and then the rest of the time they can't tackle anybody. It's really confounding. Do you have enough faith in Slovis that he can let go of the three interceptions and the one interception in overtime to lose that game? Can he let go of that and recover, or do you just? We shall uh, find. We shall find out, shall we not? Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a freshman thing, and you know, freshman quarterbacks. Even though you throw for a million yards against Stanford the week before, I don't think Stanford's any good, and so uh, you've got to expect freshman numbers from the guy. Now, will he continue to throw into double coverage when he's under pressure? Let's hope not. Um, will he make decisions that are really good and run more like he did against Stanford? Let's hope so. We're probably going to get a mixed bag from the kid. Just don't do anything to kill your team, and that's what he did last week. He made mistakes at the wrong time for sure. Well, Pete, we uh, appreciate a few moments of your time. Uh, have a great call tomorrow, and uh, we'll certainly be watching. Thanks so much, Pete. Looking forward to it. Thanks. That's Pete Arbogast, uh, play-by-play voice of the Trojans. You know, he said that he believes it's the defense that has the issues and the offense is just fine, and I disagree with that. I, I think that the offensive coordinating may have the issues. I, I don't know so much the personnel on the field, but I think the coordinating gets a little bit bullheaded-ish and doesn't think of change, and I don't know if they've got the power sets. With the run and gun that they've implemented, I don't know if they've got the power sets. Yeah. But but think about how big of a negative that was against BYU. If you could have run an eye back and gotten some downhill run going with Malapai, who's very strong and solid in the middle, or Carr in the, the C-gaps, getting him in fly sweeps or just getting him in, in a jet sweep or getting him in a, a sweep in general, and, and handing the ball and giving speed downhill – then that offense probably could have overcome. They they could have had some. They could have forced BYU to give them the looks that they wanted on the outside. I can't tell you how happy it makes me to hear you say this because I brought up that same thing on Monday with Gordon, and it was like, why do they try to get, get cute with this passing stuff? Why didn't they when they actually decided to run the ball downhill? They were effective against BYU, and then they would just stop doing oh, it. Oh, it's unbelievable. And Gordon's like, well, I ran the ball forty-five times. I mean, what do you want him to do? It's like uh, run it, run it 55. seventy-five. Yes, that's exactly yeah. what I said. <laughs> yeah, like if I'm the coordinator for USC. I'm like, hey, uh, St. Brown, come here. Hey, Vons, come here. How good are you guys at blocking? Because we're going to line, we're just going to go, we're going to go 10 inside and, and we're just going to give it to Malpai. We're going to see if we can move this against the three man front. Period. Because that's what, because I mean, that's what you taught it. Throw it against a three man front. <laughs> I I've been saying this uh, since they hired Graham Harrell. I think USC is crazy to want to go to an air raid. Uh, the school that has their pick of the best running back in the entire country every single year. Why would you want to go away from an offense that has that? Well, the most physical, athletic freaks in the world up front. Like you have, yep. you have you have access to the most physical athletic freaks, which is good in a running gun because you've got sleek bodies, great frames that carry two ninety to three ten, and these guys can get downfield and pick up in screens and pick up in quick slants and curls. But for crying out loud, they're freaks in the first step on run games. It's hard as a defensive lineman when you got a, a guard or a tackle who's got a nasty first step and you're trying to fire off the ball, but they've got a, a hand on your chest before you're out of your stance. And those dudes are running you at the angle. It's horrible. I've, I've tried to explain this to Gordon over and over and over again. Okay, I get it why you run the air raid in Lubbock or in Pullman or these smaller schools where it's not easy to yeah. get the, the best athletes in the country and you have to kind of scheme it you know, to, to give yourself the best chance to win. I, I keep telling Gordon this. Why doesn't Alabama run the air raid? 
Because they don't have to. Because they can line up with their linemen and their running backs, and they can mm-hmm. run it right down your throat, and there's nothing you can do about it. So why would you get cute and and do this wonky offense? And see, this is different than Washington State's offense, in my opinion. Quite a bit different. Uh, Washington State loves to get the ball out to the flats behind the line of scrimmage, yeah. and they force receivers to block out there. And that's not what USC was trying to do against BYU. They were trying to run everything between the goal, or sorry, the line of scrimmage and 15 yards. And they wanted to get these guys balls in space. And when you've got a defense that's dropping eight, there is no space. There's none. And not only were they dropping eight, if you watch the way they were playing the defensive ends, they weren't even trying to get pressure with the defensive ends. Defensive ends were responsible for contacting the tackles and getting into a zone block and getting their hands up. And then it was just the nose tackle that found a way to push. And that's why I said to Pete, I'm like, tell me there's going to be a change. He's like, no, I don't think it's the, the center. Well, if you think that, you're screwed next or you're screwed tomorrow. Yeah. Do that again against the Utah, and, and you're going to think BYU was rough? Lucky Foto and Pinacina are going to tear you apart. They better make changes. Hans, you, you picked the right day to come in because uh, we're talking food today. I love good food. You are going to love our guest today in studio, joining us from Umami Japanese Barbecue down in Vineyard, right there in the Vineyard Oromera area, right by the Megaplex. Our good friend Stephen is with us. And Stephen, let's kind of talk basics, but then we we need to get in depth on the Some beats details. with Hans here. Yeah. Yeah. So those of you who are just tuning in, um, yeah, so we have the first Japanese barbecue in the state of Utah. This isn't like teppanyaki but there is a grill in the middle of your table. It's a gas barbecue grill. You actually grill your own meat. It's all thinly sliced. Um, we've got some awesome dipping sauces. It's a buffet with 15 different cuts of meat. You get to pick up whatever you want, as much as you want, take it back to your table and grill it, hang out you know, with your date, buddies, coworkers, whoever you want to bring with you. Sounds like a great date night. It sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We get get a lot of dates coming there, a lot of business parties. So Jake said an orium in the, in the vineyard area. Where, exp, explain to me more. Yeah. So a lot of people aren't weekend. familiar with vineyard, but it's, it's a kind of a newer city, not really, but it, it's just west of I-15. It's, you can literally see the theater off the freeway. So. Oh, okay. So in that Geneva area. Yeah, just right west of Orem. So, okay, just curious. Give me some ideas. Now, you've got, a, like, a, is there, like, a spicy pork belly or there's, like, what, give me some ideas on the meat that I'm throwing out Yeah, there. so we've tried to target some really high-end cuts of meat um, but still keep the price very reasonable. So, yeah, there's some really nice ones like ribeye, the pork belly, spicy pork belly, Japanese short rib, shrimp, uh, kudobuta sausage, wagyu beef. The the pork belly is that like a bacon? Yeah, so pork belly is just unsmoked and uncured bacon. bacon yeah. So, the, yeah, and so you throw that spicy sauce on there, you hit that. It's tender, probably extremely juicy, fatty. A lot of great flavors packed in there. Yeah, um, so all our meats are cut thin, and and they've got a lot of great marbling in them. So you know, fat is flavor, but it, it's not like gross fat. It's uh, do, do do you do some seafood, some shrimp? Yeah, we've got shrimp. Um, but uh, other than that, it doesn't really grill too well on those so grills. So mostly shrimp? Mostly shrimp. What, what kinds of side is am I, am I ordering? Yeah, we've these? got a lot of great side dishes as well. Um, Japanese curry miso soup, uh, gyoza, shumai, a lot of different salads, um, sushi, 
though. This sounds phenomenal. It sounds awesome, right? Yeah, it sounds like a great yeah, time. Yeah, if you haven't been, you really are missing out. We've we've just been packed. People have been loving it. It's been a great response. We always fill up on Fridays and Saturdays, so I recommend to do call ahead seating if you're going to come in Friday or Saturday. You do do call ahead. You do. We do do call. We don't do reservations, res- but we do call ahead seating. And Friday, Saturday, we always have a full house. What's so. the difference between call ahead and reservation? Uh, so reservation will guarantee you a time. So when you arrive to oh, the okay. restaurant, you'll be able to get seated right at that time. Call ahead is basically just putting you on the wait list. So when you get there, you're not going to be stuck with an hour to hour wait. All right. And if you mention the zone, they're going to hook you up with a free s'more dessert throughout September, right? Yeah, exactly. And those are a lot of fun. So we pull the, the grill net off and you're able to roast s'mores at your table. Um, yeah, it's free. You just ask for it when you come in. All right. I'm going to give you a, just a, a little bit of advice since you, you're meeting Hans today. Yeah. Snap a picture with your phone of, of Hans's face, print that out, and under the sign where it says all you can eat, say, except for this man. <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to do that. <laughs> except for this man, he's, he's limited. That just, just a little in. advice. I walk in, the first thing they say is, sorry, sir, 24 meat min- uh, maximum. That's it. Yeah. This man is bring his own meat. That's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll, we'll let Hans come yeah. in. Yeah. All right. Steven, right. you're the man. Thank you so yeah. much. Thank you. All right, we'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. So put your hands together and please welcome. This is Utah's best sports radio. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding you forward on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Voice of the Huskies, Tony Castricone. It's a good, balanced offense. Um, you know, you, you kind of have a three-headed monster at running back, which is a great thing. Uh, Savon Ahmed is the incumbent. He's the guy that was kind of the backup for Miles Gaskin the last couple of years, and now as a junior, he's got great open field speed. But, but truthfully, um, you know, Sean McGrew, who's, who's kind of a tiny scat back but has really good footwork, is coming off a career high 63 yards against Hawaii, and I thought I had one of his better games. And then I, I, freshman Richard Newton, who um, is just a powerful downhill runner and already has four touchdown runs on the season. And so I, I really think all three of the backs present their own challenges. And I think when you look at the wide receiving core, um, you know, it's a veteran group. Uh, and the Huskies might have the best tight end in the conference in Hunter Bryant. And so it's a versatile, multiple offense that I, I think is capable of, of hurting teams in a variety of ways. But but yeah, I mean, BYU's strength has been their defense under Kalani Satake. And I, I know that they've got a lot of playmakers back there as well. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Hans Olsen sitting in for Gordon today, who's down in L.A. to cover the game tomorrow. Want to remind you, speaking of Hans, join Scotty and Hans coming up on Monday from noon to 3 at My Hearing Center in Sandy, 8941 South, 700 East, uh, Suite 204. And real quick, before we talk about the Huskies, Hans, uh, talk about My Hearing Center. I love it when you guys uh, do a show down there and whenever you know, they're talking about it, like the the Bluetooth capability yeah. on those, uh, those hearing aids. Yeah. I, I want one. Crazy, isn't it? it well, think of this because you've got a you've got a 
a lot of kids. Yeah. You know, when it's just chaos around your house to turn on that Bluetooth and just be able to like watch the game and hear everything while all the chaos ensues around you. I, I think that sounds like, awesome. I think of like all of the cases. You know, we're, we're close to jazz season kicking off. Yep. And jazz games running three, four times a week sometimes. And you're at work or you're in a meeting or maybe you're at home, like Jake said, in the chaos, and you can just click on the jazz game and listen to David Locke and listen to, you know, the 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 the, the play by play of this jazz game and just really fall into the game. Think of how sweet that would be. Not that uh, I'm the churchiest of guys, but something tells me that would be awesome at church too. That would be very nice. On a Sunday tip. Nobody would know. <laughs> it would be very nice. <laughs> Nobody would have a Sunday clue. Sunday day tip, and you're like, well, you know what? I think I'm just going to listen to this game. Brother Horton up there is giving a terrific lesson, but I'm just going to go ahead and... Uh... Shoot the three shooters! <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, amen. Amen. Uh, let me ask you this, Hans. I asked this to Gordon earlier, and uh, I'm kind of looking for one thing, but Gordon, of course, gave me like 12. Uh, the Cougars beat the Huskies if? Ooh, the Cougars beat the Huskies if. If they can establish a consistent run game. I like it. If they, And I think they can. Cal did. Cal had a – they had some real movement in the run game. I think they were – were they just around 200 yards – Cal? Give me about 30 seconds and I'll tell you exactly. I think Cal was just under 200 yards rushing, like 195 or 196 or something like that. But the thing was is there was some consistency in it. And there was some pocket movement. 192. 192. So yeah. there was there was pocket movement. There was some push. And I don't know how much Cal actually thought, well, we're just going to do this. I think BYU better focus on it. Because I think if they can establish it, I think it's going to do a lot of good for other areas. Well, and now and the, I think they can run against Washington. I do too. I think they have the talent there now. Hans, I, well, Tyson Williams obviously was a, a terrific uh, pickup, but uh, Asupa, we had um, uh, Coach Roderick was on with us yesterday talking about him, and then Lapini Katoa, who I think is a really good player. But if he's your one and only back, you're in trouble. If he's one of three guys, you got. Yeah, much great point. better, right? Great point. And you've seen Lopini's been third in the rotation, and I and I think that's fine. By the way, I think we're going to see another move of a of a running back to linebacker. Okay, so let's let's talk about this because I heard you uh, talking about this with with Scotty today. I think that we will. Uh, this is again, this is just my guess. I mean, this is just me kind of working on some ideas because BYU's got to find some depth at linebacker. They've lost a couple. I don't expect Keenan Peely to be ready to go against Washington, and I think that guys like Jackson Kafusi are banged up, and you're going to need some help over there. I was talking about moving Tyler Azier. He's the freshman out of California, and he's a fantastic athlete, very Kavika Fonua-ish mm-hmm. type athlete. Um, can move around the field. I think he's got uh, an aggressive running back mentality. Watching him in spring, you see him come downhill. He loves to hit. He loves to be physical. So I could see him move over. And then the other guy that we might see play linebacker is the former Jordan High beat digger. Uh, Kofensis? Austin Kofensis could probably be in that rotation. He has got to be 35 years old. I think he (laughs) He has two law degrees, in fact. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, We've been talking about Austin Kapensis for a long where, time. Where's he been? He's been at Wisconsin. Was he in Oregon yeah, State for he, a bit? Gary hasn't was been he? at Wisconsin in a long time. <laughs> Wasn't he in Wisconsin? Gary has had three jobs since he was at Wisconsin. Austin Austin Kefensis Jr. is going to start next season. So. <laughs> yeah, because I... Uh, Kef- <laughs> Because <laughs> Confenses did commit to to Gary Wisconsin. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I feel like I've been talking about him for a long time. When did he win the state championship? We were. It was before we were at the old 1280. <laughs> it was. That's been a while. That's seven years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Are they still on the team? <laughs> he is, man. He is, and he's a stud. He's actually like an absolute stud. He's Did you always see a great athlete. He took a he took a couple of snaps last week against USC, and and uh, I I love that quarterback pitch and turn. It's a just quarterback pitch turn roll and block, and it's really a sweet play. And he's such a physical dude, but I I would love to see him get reps, you know. And so I think that that's what they're trying to do at linebacker. I think that that there's a couple of guys that are that are questionable for this game. I do expect Chaz Ayu to be back on the field. Well, he needs to be. Yeah, I mean, he's he's good. He's really good, and he jacked his shoulder up pretty good, it looked like to me, just on the, the TV copy. He was the kid who came in on the helicopter, right? Yep. Yeah, came in for his announcement on the helicopter. <laughs> on the helicopter. He did. Now, let me ask you this. When you were at BYU and if a, an incoming freshman had done that, how yep. much would you tease that incoming freshman? It'd be hell. It'd be rough? Yep, it'd be hell. We'd shave their head bald and and probably put some saying on the back of it and kick them around a little bit. What do you mean, put some saying on the back of it, like uh, like in sharpie? In sharpie. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Make them wear it in sharpie for two days or something. Not not like uh, like shave words into the back of their head. Do you remember when that was a thing? Uh, yeah, that's so much work. You know, I think as as you're hazing, you don't want to actually work. Just want it to be easy. Hazing shouldn't be hard. <laughs> should be easy. Should not be. Uh, should not be difficult. I know we shouldn't be laughing about hazing, but there was a day when it was acceptable. I was hazed, horribly hazed, but glad that it's done away with. I once got in an argument with Gordon about how hazing, if done correctly, can actually be constructive. A unifier, uh-huh. yeah. And I actually still believe that, but apparently that that's not a that's not an opinion we can have anymore. It did for us, man. It galvanized us. Yeah. You shave my head, I'm like, man, I hate you. And you hate me. It humbles you quick. It's though. awkward that we hate each other, but it it well, I mean, if somebody comes in with an attitude, you know, they need to be knocked down a peg. It's funny because the only thing hazing did to me was made me want to haze. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got mine, but you wait. <laughs> You're I'm gonna make it worse for you. I think that's how Even it got though to the. It's not you. Yeah. It's the next guy. I think. I think that's how it got to the point it got to where dudes were being taped to goalposts completely nude. See, that's like, never acceptable. That's not what I'm talking. It's about. It's like one class to the next was like, well, I'm gonna make it worse for this guy. It's going to the next. And level. you support that, Jake? Well, no, 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 no. I don't that. But Gordon and I, when we argued about it, it was over. Uh, Somebody, it was Des Bryant or somebody when they were rookie had to carry the bags of the veterans. That's well, harmless. In, in professional sports, hazing will never go away. You know, the, the big the big expensive meal and all that stuff, it'll never go away. See, that I think is ridiculous in the NFL because a lot of those guys that they're making Gone. pay for the meal are, are not making millions of dollars. No, no. There are a lot of them. I was the only rookie defensive lineman and I was an undrafted free agent and they took a, they they made me go do the defensive lineman dinner 
I thought I was going to be eight thousand dollars in, and they brought up the uh, credit card roulette to save my back end. Oh. But they made me put in two cards. It did, you didn't get picked. The guy that brought up the suggestion of credit card roulette. It was an eight thousand dollar bill. Uh. His card got pulled. Oh. A guy named Brad Scioli, a defensive end from Penn State. So he was being a good guy. He was being a good guy. That was the only time he was ever a good guy. Once that I knew him. <laughs> only once. That was it. And he's like, hey, man, we can't just make Olsen do this. Like, we've got to give it a fair shot here. And I'm like, Brad, I love you, buddy. He's You're like, but you got to put in two cards. I'm like, dang it. Really hurts my chance. Did you have two cards? I did. I, well, I put in a <laughs> Here's driver's license. Here's my library card. No, I put in a driver's <laughs> license. It's my temple recommend and my visa. <laughs> That's funny. Did you get like a salad oh, though before you knew that? Did you get like all oh, these crackers are fine with me? <laughs> you know? I uh, well, what they did is they they did a full buffet style with filet mignons and shrimp and and all these appetizers. I remember I walked in. I was just a little bit late. I walked in and I saw all these beautiful meats. It was at a Morton's. Have you ever okay. heard of Morton's? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Just all these beautiful meats, and I'm looking. I'm like, oh, there's over 25 fillets on that table, and I'm thinking. 25 oh, times man. 80. Oh, this is really getting bad. And it wasn't even the meat that got me. Oh, it was the, the champagne yeah. and cigars. And it was like, you guys aren't even smoking them. You're just sitting there sucking on it. Like, what? I got to pay for that. And I'm, I'm thinking, should I ask them if they don't have to pay, if they don't light it up? Because none of them lit it. They just sat there and sucked on it. I'm you, like, you grab the waiter. Can I get the receipt for those? <laughs> just, just slide them my way secretly. <laughs> Uh, if 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 we would have had eBay back then, I would have collected them all and sold them after they'd been sucked on. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. Back to school. Time to get clean. Schedule your post-summer carpet cleaning with Zero Res today. Just $33 per room. Pre-treated, clean, and Zero Resified. Easy online scheduling. Search Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Coming up next, whole world news. Also known as the no, Not Sports it. Report. Straight ahead. Are you still doing this to me? <laughs> I've got a story I think you're going to like, though. All we'll right. get to it straight ahead. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. That's the weirdest insult I've ever heard. I, I don't even know if you should be insulted by that. That's just that's just really strange. I I know, but I, I haven't felt like smiling since he said it. <laughs> it's the big show. Hey, it's also in for Gordon today. Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. I eat a lot of sunflower seeds, so I do feel like I've nubbed down my teeth a bit. But calling me baby teeth? That's weird. Oh, it's not funny. It's I think it's... Low brow. It's just strange. Yeah. It's just a really strange insult. And by the way, the, the stones on somebody that actually would insult somebody of your size. I know. Uh, you I know. feel like roughing him up. It came out of nowhere. And uh, I was just smiling. And, and then he sent me a text later that evening. It was like, you know, you've got baby teeth. <laughs> Such a weird insult. 
What hurts? What does it even mean? I don't know, like but I'm looking small? into cosmetic surgery now. Oh. See if I can grind them down and put on some veneers. <laughs> <laughs> veneers. All right, it's time for the Not Sports Board, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. My guys. Shop online, LHMUsedCars.com. Did you, didn't you do a commercial with them? Uh, I did. I uh, just did. Like a TV commercial? With Royce O'Neill, uh, Ed Davis, um... Royce O'Neill, Ed Davis. I'm trying to remember who else came out. Um, oh, George and Ying. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, unforgettable George. Yeah. Don't forget gorgeous George. Gorgeous George Ying. Those are those are three of the best dudes on this planet. By Good the times. Way. Oh my gosh, George and Ying is a barrel of laugh. Laughs. Royce O'Neill is absolutely relatable and lovable, and Ed Davis was great. I was really impressed, man. The, the 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 level of character for the guys that Dennis Lindsay and and that staff bring in, they're just the best, man. Great Did they guys. shoot it over Riverdale down to Orem into the Sandy Automall? <laughs> no. No, that didn't. Did what is that? that? Is that an old commercial? That's that the one is, they did last year. Last yeah. year's oh, commercial, yeah. Uh all right, Hans, for for this story, uh I want you to put yourself in the the situation of this guy I'm going to talk about, all okay. right? So he he and his wife are going through the drive-through of a sandwich place, which you often frequent. Okay, and I think you know what I'm talking Did about. Did they used to store their meat on the floor near the mop bucket? Is it that place? I have no, <laughs> I have no idea. A <laughs> four hundred. I south. have no idea, but I do know, I do know that one of our. <laughs> You know what I'm talking there about? There goes that ad- that advertiser. <laughs> if it ever, yeah. No, I, I, I mean- Did Jake Hatch once stiff them on a tip? Yes, yes. And Jake, ruined all of our lives. Jake right. Hatch got, got one of their okay. employees fired it, Yes, once. this yeah. same uh-huh. establishment, yeah, right. they were storing their meat by the mop bucket down below the sink. Okay, so this, this got, guy- <laughs> Got a violation <laughs> really? for it. <laughs> That sounds terrible. It's horrible. Oh, man. Okay, so this guy orders a sandwich, and his wife orders hers, all right? And so he he picks it up, and they go through the drive-thru, and they drive away, and they they get their sandwiches out, and this is written on his wife's sandwich. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. I know what that means. It's the B word, right? Written on on this guy's, or his wife's sandwich. Uh So this guy loses his mind all right this Uh guy gets really really upset and he goes back to the jimmy johns shoves the sandwich in the face of the person that made it and said you know i want to see your manager he's just irate over this uh the the guy who made the sandwich was just confused he's like what's was there a horrible exchange during the ordering like what's your sandwich what's your problem yeah and uh the 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 guy who made it says it's because you ordered a BLT with cheese. <laughs> so the, the, BLT. the L, it's a lowercase L. So it's BLT is with, it? with cheese. Is it a lowercase L, though? <laughs> it looks like it might have a division. Why are all the other letters uppercase? Near the upper top part of it. So the guy was like, oh. Oh, oh, never, never mind. I'm not buying I, that. I would, I would sit there and look at that for a while, and I'd be like, huh? Is there any way that this is? Rel- I mean, I, but I also have a quick fuse when anybody attacks oh, my wife. Oh, see, that's why I was glad to bring it up with you because I, I feel like you wouldn't even asked anything. You would have just like ripped the dude's arms off without, like, stormed in there and you would have ate the sandwich first, yeah. obviously. But let's just say I would have been back in there freaky fast. 
after you no were. free smells anymore for you <laughs> have you seen this picture austin <laughs> yeah yeah it, it does look like uh and uh steven is with us from uh, umami japanese barbecue look at this uh steven would you think that that is a dirty word or that says blt with cheese <laughs> it certainly looks pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> I, they had to do that on purpose right yeah i think so that had to be 100% on purpose. Like, it, <laughs> it, that had to, and, and who puts cheese on a BLT? Come on. I love it that that's your, <laughs> that's your objection with yeah, that story. Yeah, but let's, let's be real, man. It's the mayo. It's all about the salted tomato. It's a little bit about the bacon, but you got to have the right roll. But no There's cheese. No cheese. Put cheese. I'd be like, honey, you did order cheese on it. Let's be honest. All right, uh, as I mentioned, Stephen from Umami Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road, down in Vineyard with us now, and uh, the first Japanese barbecue in Utah. No big deal. Yeah, yeah, we're really excited. We opened up just late last year in December. We've been packed every Friday, Saturday. We get real busy. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with Japanese barbecue, we've imported grills from Japan. There's a grill in the center of every table. It's not like teppanyaki. It's actually a little gas barbecue grill that you grill the meat yourself. And then there's a big buffet with 15 different cuts of meat you get to pick from and take back to your table. So I got to tell you, Steve, my, my buddy and I, we were trying to trademark and, and design a pair of, of Zumi jeans, kind of a loose-fitting okay. jean, that had Tupperware that was kind of stuck on the side so you could use a Velcro. And while you're sitting, you could unvelcro the Tupperware and then shove it full of, of you know, all-you-can-eat foods. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Just, what, just <laughs> we might, that we out? might stop you at the door, so, especially if we see you coming in. So. Uh, no, you just automatically, you guys are going to be suspicious. Like, that's that Olsen dude. He's got a real eating problem. So, uh, honestly, though, this is incredible. Like, you can't find a place that makes designer meats, like high class, high level meats, that's an all you can eat style. You just can't find it. Yeah, you really can't. I mean, from my research, most of the meats when you go to an all-you-can-eat concept, unless you're paying, you know, hundred bucks a plate, are just really low-end cuts. Oh, they're yeah. not. They're not very delicious. Not very flavorful. You're spitting out gristle and connective tissue the typically whole night. Typically frozen. Yeah. Typically packed yeah, and shipped. Very nice. But we we've actually worked with a lot of meat vendors. We get import uh, lamb from Australia. We get the Kudo Buta sausage from Japan. But then we work with a lot of local meat vendors. We work with some Wagyu farms. If you're not familiar with Wagyu beef, it's uh, basically really mm. um, high-end cut. It's about twice as long in the breeding. Um, but the fat, rather than being really fat in one area, it's it, basically dispersed throughout and it's incredibly flavorful incredibly expensive incredibly moist exactly um so that's that's a big you know really popular cut of meat there um but then you know even just having the big jumbo shrimp ribeye um just so many nice cuts what's the most commonly ordered meat there. So it's all you can eat. So people tend to just get a little bit of everything. We even have some exotic cuts like cow tongue. Um, you know, honestly, we don't really see one that sells quicker than mm. other because it's it's not like the buffet is just full of junk meat and then one There's or two nice so ones. All, all the cuts are really nice cuts, and we've put a you know a lot of effort into every. How cool one. is this, man? I know it sounds awesome. Yeah, right? it, it really is fun. Do you do you give like cooking suggestions? Like our ribeye do like a medium rare. Your wagyu do a medium rare. Well, that's Pork the, belly, that's the get cool thing through. about it is 
you cook it yourself, so you can do what you want. Some people will come in, just, you know, about a minute or two on each side. Other people like to cook their meat really well done, and you know, you get to play with it. There's three different dipping sauces. Mm. Um, ones with apples, miso, um, soy sauce, sake, a bunch of other ingredients, and there's a roasted sesame one. And then also one we import from Japan, and you can just try the different meats with the different dipping sauces, and they're not just kind of basic dipping sauce. They have a lot of ingredients. They're really complex. Um, so it's just fun to try the different cuts. Good with for you, sauces. man. What a great concept. What a great business model, man. Oh, I, I am going to come by. To uh, encourage you to give it a try through the end of the month, if you mention the zone, uh, Stephen, you're going to hook them up with a, a s'more dessert? Yeah, we're, we're doing the s'more desserts for zone listers for throughout the end of the month. It's really fun. We'll pull the grill net off, and you get to roast your uh, marshmallow right over the, awesome. the the flame there in your table. And, you know, it's, it's really fun. Uh, bring a date, bring your family, or, or come with a... Uh, you know, as a business and enjoy it. Umami Japanese Barbecue, 568 North Mill Road, uh, right down there in Vineyard. It's right by the Geneva Megaplex. Thanks, Stephen. We appreciate it. Hey, thank you. <clears throat> we'll have more next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.